Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Your Fest, the podcast that's all about festivals. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined as ever and always by my Valentine, my mustachioed co-host, it's Tommy Stewart. Tommy, how are you doing today? Very well, Johnny. Um, news to me that I'm your Valentine, uh, but uh, I am delighted by this news. How are you? Wait, is it Valentine's Day today? Uh, it's Valentine's sorry. Day yesterday. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's Valentine's Day yesterday. Well, happy Valentine's to all you your festers and your festies. And yeah, you know, um, if you're single, then you've got us. <laughs> Love you. Anyway, for anybody that's not listened to the podcast before, do you want to give a brief explainer of what it's all about? Yeah, every week we invite a different guests on to talk about their dream hypothetical music music festival. They can pick any acts, any artists, any bands, uh, dead or a live. Uh, they have to pick a name, a location, and days of the week for said festival. Yes, and our guest this week is the fantastic activist and author Gina Martin. Gina has done amazing things in the world of politics. She's brought about the Voyeurism Act. Um, she's also written a book called Be the Change, and she's the host of an amazing podcast all about social media. If you're a social media addict like I am, you definitely got to listen to it called Might Delete Later. And she's a fantastic person, and we're really looking forward to speaking to her today. Yeah, can't wait. She's absolutely incredible, like truly inspirational person. Um, and just very you know you you'd be mistaken for thinking that she's like she, that she's not a comedian as well she's very very witty funny person worth a follow on social media and like choices more importantly yeah she's made some changes that benefit the whole society so absolute pleasure to have her on should we get straight to it then yeah let's do this it is episode 32 of your fest with the fantastic gina martin Yeehaw, and let's go. Gina Martin, welcome to Your Fest and to the Your Fest Planning Committee. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. It's all right. You were going to be part of a planning committee. Yeah, that's not something I ever thought I'd be good at or do. So I'm quite excited to do that today. <laughs> Are you quite good at planning stuff or is this? If it's like big stuff, if it's like long term abstract, like got this huge idea, then yeah. But when it comes to daily logistical stuff, it's like an act, like I'm a joke. Like it's a joke. That's, that reminds, that's like the US office um, where... Um, I think David, the guy's above Michael Scott, he try, he tries to bring in two managers just because Michael Scott's too silly, obviously. And Michael Scott's the big picture guy and uh, Jim's the day-to-day -day guy. Here's what's going to happen. I am going to have to fix you, manage you to, on a more personal scale, a, a more micro form of management. Jim, what is that called? Micro-jimment. Boom. Yes. Yes. Yeah, on the big picture. Yes. And I need a day-to-day -day person. Who's your day-to-day -day person? My partner, who just like is like, like forces me to do shit. I'll be like sitting at my desk <laughs> and like I don't know, making like a sculpture out of blue tack, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like really stressed out. I'm like, there's so much to do. Like, I can't. I, no one can do this much in a day. And he's like, well, stop doing that. Like, puts pads in front of me and like brings me coffee and is like, open your laptop. Like, it's like okay, yeah, yes. <laughs> That's like Johnny. What are we? What in, in our relationship? Um, Johnny's the logistics guy. Yeah. yeah, and Tommy's the pretty face. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Johnny, boy, you've never <laughs> said that to me. Tommy, you look, you look embarrassed. You've taken your glasses off. Like, you've never taken your glasses off to be like, look at it, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. You never give me compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. With, with good reason as well, most of the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But um, anyway, in terms of music festivals, are you a fan of them? Have you been missing them during lockdown? And um, what is it? What Which ones have you been to? I am a fan of them. I'm, I'm really, I hate camping, like with an ardent burning passion. Like I, like my partner's Australian. And so camping, when you say the word camping to him, it's like, oh, camping, like at the river, catch some... <laughs> yabbies i don't know like drink some fucking teenies are you allowed to swear on here 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to have a great time and it's like peaceful and gorgeous and like camping to me is like oh like someone pissed on my tent and I'm sweating and like I've ended up in the child section because like camping to me is just festivals and I've never really camped otherwise so I hate that part of it so I think probably day festivals are my vibe like going for the day or like going oh god sounds like such a twat hey like go for the day and then stay somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone hates me now um no because I'm, I'm i'm the same like i've i've come to realize throughout this podcast like that i'm the same so and also um, like, it's it's like i spent years being like oh like i'll just get on with it and be the cool girl and just go camping and just be like oh i don't care i'm gross but like you guys try and have a period at a festival like, yeah. I'll try my best. Let's, um, get, <laughs> let's get into it. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on, like the toilets, like there's a hundred people, like the whole thing's a nightmare. So I love them. I love running around in a field drinking with my friends. I love live music. It it keep I just love it. My dad's a musician, so I've grown up with live music. Um, but yeah, I really miss them, but I don't miss the camping. But my I think my favorite. I've been to like Benicassim in Spain, which was horrific. It was just waking, waking up in like four inches of sweat every morning because it was like 35 degrees in a tent. Um, Ziggur and like, I went to Glastonbury when I was younger, but I was with my dad who was playing. Um, so what I just- What fancy your dad? He's a session drummer. I can't remember who he was playing with at the time. He right, plays okay. with like a whole bunch of different people. Um, but I used to like drum tech for him when I was like 15, you know, Sick. loosely drum tech. <laughs> Not like, I wasn't like a full drum tech. <laughs> yeah. um, but I remember like wandering around, like wandering out of the tent and like going and like just wandering on the white stripes playing and being like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And I was like 15. So yeah, I miss him very much. And this podcast is making me miss him like a whole lot more. Did you, um, did you ever, well, two things actually. First thing I was going to say, I, I went to Benicassim three years in a row and I found even though that was, um, I don't know, sort of a detriment to the experience, the whole like, lack of sleep and the heat i did find that it you sweat out your hung, your hangover really like yeah. you felt quite fresh the next day but even though it was kind of like you were probably getting on average three hours sleep a day because the sun rises at what like five or six. Oh my god yeah but, yeah no i found that too and you could go for a dip as well like you could go for a little swim yeah, like, next that's to the what you need um the other thing i was gonna ask what it so like going to festivals for your dad and stuff did you ever see any of these people like backstage like you know you said you saw the white stripes was that just seeing them normally or did you ever like meet any crazy people I met like a, I met a bunch of I mean I was very young growing up seeing like going to see my dad play and stuff so I met like a bunch of people just like randoms like I remember Enrique Iglesias I can be <laughs> I remember like my dad used to play for you know Ant and Deck when they were PJ and Duncan like it's so his <gasps> he's a session musician it's like Aretha Franklin Ant and Deck like it's like what the hell so, but That's I remember fucking sick. it's so funny and I remember fancying them so much and then, like, <laughs> me and were like I was like five and I was like I fancy them so much like five but I was like I think Deck I fancied Deck and Deck came up to me and gave me a kiss on the cheek and I fell over backwards <laughs> <laughs> like in a cartoon yeah it was so <laughs> tiny and I was like oh because I was like freaking out and I fell over that was pretty funny um but apart from that I can't really remember I remember like hanging I remember being in the toilets and hanging out playing football with the Zootons when I was like 15 you will you won't you do you don't you're saying you will but you know you won't you may you might your chest gets tight You say you love day But you come out at night While you're thinking, thinking, thinking Of the storm in you All the things you're thinking Are they false or they true? You know the dips you do The ragged tells no lie But all the time you're thinking Well, you're tricking your mind Well, you will, you won't Which was weird but they were great. I loved them. And he's a really, they're really cool Scousers and my family Scousers. So that was really fun. Um, but usually I was just in and out with my dad really quickly. And I only did a couple of festivals because normally he does like, he doesn't actually do a lot of festivals. So I only went like 
maybe five or six times with him, but it was really fun. Yeah. Um, what, was this, what, was, what were the Zootons like? What, sorry, what were the Zootons like at football? And what were you like? Um, they were just kicking, they were doing a kickabout. So, you know, like a three aside backstage near the toilets. Yeah. Um, and I, there's, you, the Zootons used to have like a, a saxophonist who was a female. She was really cool. I used to really fancy her. I really yeah, fancy everyone her. did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Um, and I remember like they were all doing a kickabout and I like wanted to get involved. And I was like, oh yeah. I was quite confident, like 14 year old. Like, hey guys, like, can I join in? They're like, yeah. And like I kicked it like three times and I was shit. And then I followed her into the toilets. <laughs> I was like, I was washing my hands next to her, like, you're cool. Shut up. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> My dad, that's probably why my dad didn't take me to a lot of <laughs> think about it. You're fucking shit at football, all right, Gina. You're not You're coming again. <laughs> the Zootons are one of those weird bands where their most famous song is more famous because someone else then sang it. Which I, I, I wonder if they're happy about that or because like Amy Winehouse is a huge iconic singer. Well, they still got the money for it. Tommy's making yeah. the old uh, dollar dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> he was cool though. Like he's he's a still good friends with my uh, family friend, and he's a really nice guy. I think they're they're pretty like normal like Liverpool lads, just like cool lads. I think they're probably like yeah, that's fucking sick. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> done. Well, I was saying before about this girl I've been seeing. Um, it just feels like quite similar to what you're saying. Basically, her. So when we first chatting, uh, we chat on Hinge, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, it's a bit shit for my dad, and I'm living back home with my dad." And she goes, "I was like, okay, who's your dad?" She's like, "Oh, he's a musician." I was like, I was just thinking, like, oh, he's you know some I don't know whatever. I knew she was a skyser, and uh, I was like, "What bound? Are you dating my sister?" <laughs> <laughs> well, no. yeah, this is the way. I didn't want to break it to you this way, Gina, but. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. So, uh, hi, hi, <laughs> sis. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, well, I sent some flowers to her today, and uh, they're in they're in a box. So it's Johnny. Fuck off. No, Johnny's laughing. Like, see, this is why guys don't do nice shit because they've all their mates go exactly, exactly. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm, more, like, I'm more laughing at Tommy trying to be really sincere but coy at the same time. <laughs> no, she's got them. She's got. No, them. Though, sorry, that's just Tommy just feeling his real feelings, Johnny. <sighs> I, I know, but um, you know, Coy, he likes you, her. You know, when you're at that, st- yeah. Well, you know, you're at that stage where you just like, you just annoy your mates because, like, and, and now I'm just doing it to a stranger and uh, my my co-host, like, because you just like talk about him all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you find a way to get into every conversation. Exactly. But that shows that you actually really like them, though. That's actually really fucking cute. Well, it's been a I'm few just, days. So, yeah. I'm just annoyed because <laughs> Tommy's never sent me flowers. So. Oh, and I Johnny said, sent said, me a Christmas present. I did. I sent you a candle and everything. So. And your mom's and his mom sent me a so he sent me a Prince candle. His mom drew a picture of Prince for me because I'm, I'm obsessed with Prince. And uh, I still need to write it back. I was going to ask for a dress again today. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day soon. Not for his mom, but for. <laughs> yeah. Wait, please do not send my mom a Valentine's card. <laughs> I'm sending one. I'm sending one to Gina's sister and Johnny's mom. Johnny's <laughs> <laughs> <Mommy's> everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, he's casting his net out far and wide in the hope that someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god. Anyway, should we? Um, what did you think of overseas festivals compared to? Obviously, you've been to Glastonbury and you've been to Benicassim. Do you prefer it uh, overseas because you got the nice weather, or here because we're grottier? I, I think there's something magic about British festivals. Like, I haven't been. You know, I haven't like experienced Glastonbury. Like, I really want to go, um, but it's you know, getting tickets is like gold dust. 
especially now it will because they've cancelled it for two years but I I just think British festivals there's just something about them like I love like the idea of Coachella to me is like the worst type of festival like I don't want to go somewhere where it's like you feel on show where everything's so glossy and like groomed like I want to be sitting eating gravy and chips in mud like that's what I want to do like that's fun to me you know so I think I don't think anything can beat British festivals and our lineups are amazing the music's great like such a vibe well we had uh Zoe Lyons was on a few weeks ago and she said about uh she went her and her mates went to Coachella like I don't know I think it was 2012 or something um I can't remember who she was playing but she's like everything you think about it basically like you know the whole Instagram thing and that and it just kind of being a parody of itself it's like pretty much that times a hundred and she also said you can't you can't drink at the gigs so you just you can only drink at the bar area. No. Could you imagine that at a British festival? It'd be a what, riot. Who's gonna throw like piss? <laughs> <laughs> That's the. F- I I listened to that episode and she was like, someone sold her an oxo cube that she thought was weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a British festival. That's what you want. You want to be so <laughs> cube instead of being drinking. <laughs> yeah, some absolute, some absolute wrong and with. Yeah, so great. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you're, so we'll move on to Gina's dream festival. We're going to need to begin with a name for it and a location for it. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I was like yes guys I'm prepared and then I forgot the name great great start um I feel like I want it to be something like like I want the name to encapsulate pure joy because I feel like festivals are escapism and just pure like ridiculous joy so I want it to be like you know like Wallapalooza like I want it to be something like that yeah like Gina Palooza Oh my, oh. God, Gina, oh my god, I love it. Thank you so much, Johnny. That's it, Gina Palooza. That's what the planning committee is here for. We can spitball, you know. I'm into that. That's sick. Gina Palooza's so good. Is it a bit, I don't know, is that a bit arrogant to name after me? No, name no. after yourself. We've had we've had uh, Open S and Ivo. So Ivo Graham not only named it after himself, but also canonised himself. So um, <laughs> yeah. I think you're fine. And we can, we can talk about Homer Palooza, which is one of the best episodes of The Simpsons, where oh, Homer Simpson... Yeah. Isn't this the sec- second time in two or three episodes that this has come up? Yeah, just bringing up Homer Palooza again. <laughs> is it actually your favourite episode, Johnny? Because it, it has my favourite joke in, which we established was... Yeah, I'm going to stick that. That's going to keep getting like a nice little, <laughs> nice little sound bite. I think every few episodes. I actually, no. you know what? After you said mentioned that joke, I used it recently as well. Like Tommy nice. Stewart's playing politely. Yeah, no. they didn't pick up the reference. Uh, <sighs> fools to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless, it, unless it was sorry, go on. Yeah, fools to themselves. Unless it was uh, your girlfriend's dad, in which case. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apologies to him. My only other suggestion, when you said Lollapalooza, just like, you, and you said about it being fun, and I actually haven't got a suggestion, I've got an, uh, a semblance or a, the uh, embryo of a suggestion, but it was, uh, I just thought, what's the other acronym, the other Latin acronym? It's Lamau. I was just Oh, Lamau Palooza. What? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It, I just think sound, it just sounds a bit like Lamo Palooza. Yeah. No, ignore me. Gina Palooza. Stick yeah, I think Gina Palooza is the one. I'm not going for that one, but I like that you tried. That's I, what it's yeah. about. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. It's all about putting yourself out there, Tommy. I know, and I've already like, making yourself vulnerable. That. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> what is that? Uh, so, whereabouts in the world or beyond is Gina Palooza going to take place? I think it has to be Britain. I think I want I want to go like Barcelona or somewhere, but like now nah, I think it has to be Britain, and I want it to be Liverpool, and the and the and I'll tell you for why. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'll tell you for why. I'll tell you for why because I just the music scene in Liverpool is like second to none. The people are so funny. There's yeah. like up north, like I'm northern, and like I love. London and like yes London isn't all of down south but just like the difference when you go up north like everyone's so open and so warm and so silly and so I want that Scouse vibe I want that Scouse festival and I want like look I don't know why Liverpool isn't known for a massive I mean it is there is a lot of music festivals in Liverpool but like I want to see like the best in the world there because it's such a great place like it was capital culture a long time ago it's capital culture for my entire life 
Yeah. I love it. So I think Liverpool Big Scouse Festival will be so much fun. What was the, um, what was the, there was a festival that, that it used to be like a day, what, well, it was over three days, but it was like a day festival within the city a few yeah. years ago. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I, think I think my dad what, actually played it, but I can't remember yeah, like, I, what, it, what the name of it was. Yeah, it used to have really good lineups, but yeah, I suppose where, I've seen Paul McCartney, like, Paul McCartney, like, perform, at, but it's usually at Anfield, isn't it? I'm just yeah. wondering if you can have, like, <gasps> you, if you can have, like, I'm a Man United fan, so it's hard for me to say. I like but, to life. I know, well, you know, we're, we're going to argue here, Gina. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, it's an incredible stadium. But Or, oh. or what do you think of, like, sprawling across the city or, like, just different locations across the city, maybe? Or... I'm thinking, like, I'm really, I'm thinking, like, big open air okay like a little village but like small Glastonbury vibes but I'm thinking like music and arts like Liverpool has so much to offer and I love like a fe- like I love like latitude and wilderness and like I don't know family festivals because I'm like please don't hurt me <laughs> um <laughs> so like I love those like joyful vibes where like lake swimming and all that stuff but I often find like when I go to wilderness I'm like oh the lineup's not great like it's good but it's not great so I want like a killer lineup in Liverpool huge field uh, arts, comedy, like that kind of thing. You could what have about... it on, um, Go on have it on Albert Dock and have a little floating, <gasps> a little floating stage like the little floating weather map. Oh my god, that's so great! Not I don't know if I need to be here. I feel like Johnny's just going to be my entire best festival ever. Uh, yeah. Oh no, just wait till you get to the bands. I'm going to suggest you'll uh, uh, you'll want it out of the water. Awful, awful <laughs> taste, awful. Yeah, um... that, let's do the docks. That'd be joy. Okay. I mean, I don't know how much space there is for like crowds, but let's just imagine there's loads. <laughs> they can okay. just go in the water and bob up and down, tread water while the bands are on. Amazing, yeah. safety first. <laughs> or wear little life jackets with a little oh. whistle and they'll be fine. Uh, the next thing we need is uh, days of the week, Gina. So what three days would they be? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh no, I was gonna say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because I was like, they're the shittest days, but then like no one will come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, maybe brighten up those days. (sighs) I feel like I should do the weekend just to be fair on families and parents and people at work. So let's do the weekend. Not very... Good on you. You know, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, let's do. Three days. I don't want to do like seven. Classic lineup. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, really uncreative, but I feel like that's... Nah, nah, I, I get like... Um, I mean, I'm I'm very two faced as a co-host of this podcast because I always say like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm freelance. Like I know how it is, but uh, but then like when I think about it, when someone picks Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm like, I, it seems more appealing. It seems more fun yeah. in my head. More I'm more fun. excited for that. Yeah, people and people would be like, it's the weekend, you know, instead of being like, it's Monday. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone ever go? It's Monday in quite a happy as happy voice as you did there. Never. No, no, no one ever has. <laughs> uh, so what, what's Friday looking like at Gina Palooza? Who, who, who will we be bobbing in the water, bobbing along to? So we're kicking it off with, I feel like we have to have a really good headline of Friday because I feel like often you get like people go, oh, I'll go Saturday, Sunday, because it's going to be the best. No, I want people there on Friday digging in, like kick it off big you know? And then Saturday, like small dip and then Sunday big again. So I feel like I'm going to go Stormzy headlining Saturday. My brothers don't die. We just rusty bought. I tell you, I got to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets. We're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish with just to top it off. Hey, my brothers don't die. We just rusty bought. I tell you, I got to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets. We're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish with just to top it off. Hey, you ain't got a clue, let's be honest I had a couple seasons made of forest I put in the work and take the profit Looking at my girl, that what a goddess Thank God. Rule number two, don't make the promise If you can't keep the deal, then just be honest, just be honest. I can never die, I'm Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris. Fuck the government and fuck Boris, yeah. yeah I'm a villain, killing when I'm barring Brothers in the hood just like the movie that I star in Service in my whip, I phone the boss to bring my car in I could probably take a trick, but I just wouldn't cause she's jarring Ooh, I got the sauce, don't know what you for, for. Catch me up and snow in my sliders and my shoes I've watched his Glastonbury set about eight times and every time I cry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's The opening you. is like someone has ripped out my insides Like it's so good <laughs> <laughs> So amazing. Wait, so you do? Are you doing Saturday first? 
I'm doing Friday first. I feel like Stormzy kicks off on Friday. Sorry, I thought you right. I, I misheard you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and then I don't know who. I feel like I want on Friday as well. I want Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes to play. Because I love, I know Frank, I love Frank. I met him at a random job, but like, we don't, you know, we're not friends. I just met him and was like, you seem cool. And then looked into the band and then I went to see them and they're just another level. Like they get, they also do this amazing like safety thing where they like get, he's really big on stopping sexual harassment in crowds at gigs, which is something very close to my heart, which is something my work sort of began because of. And so um he gets all the girls and all the women to come to the front of the crowd and he gets and he says like all the good guys come to the front of the crowd and he like the lights are on the crowd and he like watches the crowd and he has people watching the crowd and they get all the women to like crowd surf because women never get to crowd surf because they're always like i'm gonna get groped and you just i've been to like two or three gigs and watched it happen and you just see like these women and girls just having their best time and being like feeling like genuinely like they can do the shit the guys do at these gigs for the first time and having so much fun so it feels like a really safe gig but it's also like he's just in the crowd standing on people's shoulders and like it's real <laughs> entertainment value so i feel like that would get the energy like right up as well on the friday my uh, really go on sorry johnny that's a really smart there's something that you know i'm, I'm obviously not a front man in a band never ha- well have been what uh, in college, Ooh. we talked about this, but um, well, you were the um, it's a really considerate and you know thing to to even think of and then to execute it as well, and then for it to be executed well because those things can often be you know a bit like play, he's trying to play to the crowd, Contrived, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but to sa- from the sounds of what you've said, he's executed it really well, and really people are well. obviously having a great time and consistently, like every gig he talks about it and it's not like, like, I don't know, not the 1975, I feel like they do this and I'm just like, do you really? (laughs) He's like, maybe I'm the type of guy that cares. Okay. Like, can't take that away from me. You're like, okay, great. But like, it's like, and I don't know why he does annoy me, but like Frank, like he just talks about it and he has a daughter who is like four now and he brings her on stage and they like, she's so cute. And he puts like the big head, you know, earmuffs on her. She comes out and like, rocks out with him and he just talks about growing up and having a daughter and being like what is going on here like I and if you're in a genre of music where that is more prevalent sexual assault is happening a lot more because of crowd surfing and all that kind of shit like you should know about that and like he's a massive role model for so many young men as well so he seems to do it just in a way that feels natural and you can just tell he genuinely cares about it he's not just been doing like a I'm gonna tell you something you know yeah it's not like a performative bullshit thing like yeah i do i i'm very conflicted on um on matty healy because i really like the 1975 i used to hate them but then i see i mean that's that epitomizes it but it does <laughs> feel like quite uh he kind of has to be like get on the bandwagon for like every issue do you know what i mean yeah. and it's just like which one do you actually care about mate like which yeah. one like like, and that's hard though, because like once you start, like you, I guess once he begins that, like where does he go then? And he's expected to talk about it all the time. But at the same time, I, I agree with you. Like it does feel like I'm going to talk about this because I, that's what I do. I'm the guy that talks about or knows about all the things. And like no one knows about everything and no one actually has to speak on everything. So exactly. Sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's why like, I, I, I remember Arctic Monkeys like quite early on, like they just said, they just decided when they were like 18, they're like, we're just not, you know, we'll donate money to things or whatever, or like, you know, things that we in sort of privately. But I remember just saying, like, we're never going to talk about politics. We're never going to talk about anything. Like they just set that president precedent. So then it's just like, it's kind of like, you know, that's it. And I'm not, I do think bands and stuff have, acts have a responsibility, but also like you say, you can't jump on everything. The other thing, uh, what else? Is, oh yeah. Frank Carter. So my, um, I don't know. I don't know where he listens to. I know he listens to a few episodes, but my mate Rich, uh, he is fucking obsessed, like with, obsessed with Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes to the extent where he went and um, and bless him, he's living on his own and he's very like very safe with you know the pandemic and stuff. That he booked this tattoo like nine months ago for Frank Carter to tattoo him in London. Oh, yeah. And we live in Manchester. Well, he lives in Salford, and. Um, 
but he still went down and got it done, like got this tattoo done by uh, by Frank, like all you know, masked up and everything. And he was just, I was like, what was he like? Like, what's it like meeting your hero? Like, you hit your yeah. main hero tattoo, and he's just like, I was just like the fucking the nicest guy ever. Yes, he yeah, he's yeah. he's the sweetest dude. Like, he's so. I remember is the first one of the first guys I met in my work about sexual harassment where I went. We did Crime Watch together, me and him. And we both got given a key ring as payment and we couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> like we went all the way to Wales. We were there for like two nights. We got there at like 4 a.m. to film. We were like, is there any breakfast or coffee? They were like, no. And we were like looking at each other like, mm, okay. And then they gave us a key ring and I was like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> what? mad. But um, he was talking about the things he'd learned. Like he was reading Bell Hooks at the time. who's was like a very famous, like, you know, iconic black fe- feminist writer and, he was talking about the patriarchy and like things he'd learned because I was talking about my work and he was like, you know, saying things and then he'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, that. oh, I thought this. Oh, that's cool. And he's just very, hu- like a lot of humility in the guy. And I just found that quite amazing because you rarely speak to guys who are like, I'm actively making, learning about gender inequality part of my life and I don't know everything. So I'd be off talking about it. It was really cool. Rather than, I, <laughs> I can't tell you about it. patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to slag off Matty Healy too much, and I've never met him. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I could just imagine him over talking when he's talking about, you know, or manspreading when he's talking about how bad manspreading is. Yeah, fully knowing it all. As but well. Matty, you know, come on the podcast, mate. We'd love you. <laughs> and I, I can't let a conversation about um, front car slide without mentioning the fact that he was in Gallows. Gallows. And Gallows did an incredible version of Staring at the Rude Boys. Same shit, different day, but they call him Urban Soldier. Little kids with big revolvers, ripping postcodes on their shoulders. You ain't no respect for olders. Money girls, rage rovers, violent, then the game is over. I'll be crying on the sofa, and that's the way it is. I'm not saying that it's right, but the streets are so fucked. You gotta sleep with a shack tonight. Pray tomorrow I'll be alright. Trying to fight another fight, but if it's on fuck on So if Frank Carter wants to team up with Stormzy to do a cover of uh, Staring at the Rude Boys, I would be fully on board with that because oh it is God, Johnny, one yes. of the best covers. Johnny's up. Um, what? Something you've, you've got out the right side of the bed today, mate. I'm on it today. Yeah, get Frank, so Car- Frank, Frank Carter and Stormzy to do Staring at the Rude Boys and um, I'll, I'll happily idea. come to Liverpool for that. Oh my God, hell yes. Um I also, yeah, I should. Man, I, I wanted to give my mate a shout because he just loves everything Frank Carter does. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I've not listened to the Rattlesnakes as much, but I loved Gallows. Like, I well, I still listen to Gallows. To be fair, to you, Johnny, I, I just thought they were your sort of music. Yeah, a little bit. Like I say, "Staring at the Rude Boys" is a like a really good song. Um, you mentioned Stormzy's Glastonbury set and how iconic and brilliant it is. Um, and he's gonna he you've picked him as your headliner. But when he brought out the ballet dancers, the oh. whole vibe of that performance to then intercut it with just like the simplicity of ballet was um an incredible moment. Amazing as well. His state like his stage design, like opening with a conversation with Jay-Z, like I think like especially for a like a black British artist to be like, hey, like there's a lot of expectation from me and I'm being vulnerable here and being like, they're saying I can't do it. And I'm nervous about that because I feel like I can do it. And having that conversation with Jay-Z about culture and about the fact that he didn't need to wait for permission to do it. Like he had the slot, make it into something that's bigger than you. Like, this isn't just about you. This is about black British culture. That was an awesome opening. And then, yeah, the ballet piece was amazing. The David Lammy stuff that was in there. Like the way when they did Blinded by Your Grace, like the, I think the cut between like, some of the best like British grime and like hip hop and then just like go into this like heart-wrenching ballad with this gospel choir like Help me out. I'm blinded by your grace Sing along Sing along I'm blinded by your grace by your grace I'm blinded by your grace I'm blinded by your Sing along by your grace. Sing along. Lord, 
see Smith from the corner. I really got one. I stay prayed up, then I get the job done. Yeah, I'm Abigail Zoo, but I'm Godson. But I'm up now, look at what God's done. No, I'm all tall, look at what God did. On the main stage, running around topless. I both flips and I tell him that we got this. God's plan, they can never stop this. Now, like, wait right there, could you stop my verse? You say this kid, and I'm not your first. It's not my blood, and it's not my birth. But oh my God, what a God I serve, God. His, his design is amazing the way he does his stage shows and I just don't think there's anyone quite like him doing it so to see that in person for me would be like amazing. Have you ever seen him live? No and I had a, <laughs> had a chance to last Christmas he was doing a event for he was doing uh, he was performing for Global Citizen and I was meant to go with Global Citizen to this event um, but I'd <laughs> I'd already arranged to go to my annual dog Christmas carols and my <laughs> for Battersea Dogs Home that we go every year where we sing Aww. Christmas carols and like look at adopted dogs who are dressed up as Santa Claus. Like you can't get any better. <laughs> can't be um, So I already had that and I was like, oh, like I could go see Stormzy for free live with Global Citizen or I could, and I always go with my first plan. Like when you're freelance and stuff, you have to, like if you've made a plan with someone, it doesn't matter how good the second one is, like honor your commitment. So I was like, no, I shall go to the dog's Christmas home carols. So I missed it. And it was the only time I've ever been able to see him. But obviously at that point I thought, oh, I'll see him next year. Nah, pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) You know what though, that I I don't want to... um... I don't want to suck up too much, but that, you know, that says a lot about you. That's good. Like, well, I that's... care about abandoned dogs, you know. Yeah. You can get a, f- get a few of the dogs on stage with Stormzy if you wanted. Uh, when just, he's playing at Junior Palooza. In my brain? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> rent-free. He's you living rent-free. Okay, let's get abandoned dogs on stage with Stormzy while he sings Blinded by Your Grace. <laughs> <laughs> they, can do, then... they can do the backing howls. They can do some little howls. Oh, my God. And then people can adopt them. They like them at yeah. the festival. Oh yes. This is like actually like a fever dream. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, should we move on to Saturday at Gina Palooza? Um, <laughs> so we've got Stormzy and Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes on the Friday. You said Saturday is going to have a more chilled vibe. Who's taking the stage, the floating stage in Albert Dock on the Saturday? So I think let's go because they can be dead or alive, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyone. Or you can Just pick dead or alive. I actually just realised I don't know if this person's dead, and I think that's really bad. <laughs> As I said, I'm sure that, like, I'm literally sure they are. Yeah, death. Oh my god, so yeah. Oh my god, so long ago they died as well. Wow. <laughs> Clearly this not enough of be a fan. This is going to be a big reveal now. If it's Jimi Hendrix or something, <laughs> this is. <laughs> Gina's not okay. Um, it's, it, <laughs> it's Donny Hathaway. I've been so many places in my life and time I've sung a lot of songs I've made some bad ones I've acted out my life in stages With 10,000 people watching but we're alone now, and I'm singing the song to you. I know your image of me is what I hope to be. I treated you unkindly, but darling, can't you see? There's no one more important to me. We're alone now, and I'm singing the song to you. You taught me precious secrets of a true love, you're holding nothing. You came out in front when I was hiding. together Listen to the melody 
1979 <laughs> but in my head I was like I've only listened to his music I don't actually know anything about him so in my head I was like he's just so timeless so he could have died you know five years ago to me I don't know that's so stupid and I kind of hate myself for saying it out loud really but um, Johnny Hathaway Donny Hathaway Donny sorry Donny sorry. Hathaway and his his live at the Troubadour he would play that live which right. was like just the most beautiful record and he did a um cover of um uh, john lennon actually sung it first and it made me actually quite annoyed because i was like oh that's johnny hathaway and then when i found out it was actually john lennon listened to it i was like this is shit (laughs) (laughs) johnny hathaway's version is so much better but it is um yeah jealous guy holy shit yeah 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 so he did an amazing rendition of jealous guy that i listened to like maybe once every like other day for like the last five years. Um, which is amazing, I can't remember the name of it. Um, so he'd play that, Live at the Troubadour, that'd be amazing. And plays Ghetto as well, which is so good. But I just feel like he's he would be amazing to see live. The voice is like another level. How did you get into him? Um, about five years ago. Well, it was because I was a big Stevie Wonder fan. And I feel like he has a very similar like singing voice to Stevie Wonder, very similar vibe. Um, but I got into him about five years ago because I heard he was just on a playlist on Spotify that, you know, and you put on like the radio, the Stevie Wonder radio or whatever. And I was just like, who is that? And his live sets are so amazing. So I'm obsessed with him. I'd love that. Do you ever watch like, do you ever do what I do when I really get into someone like that, especially if it's like someone from uh, the past, I just get obsessed with watching like their YouTube live things. Yeah. yeah. yeah I watched a bunch of his live videos, which again, begs the question. How did I not even know he died? <laughs> not really, watching them, not really good at identifying which era something's from. Like, I'm a bit of an idiot when it comes to history. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like amazing pianist. And like the the vibe of his live sets are like people, like especially when he's doing the all clubs and blues clubs and stuff, just people just kind of shouting, you know, and like being like, yes, and like, like wow. And like, yeah. yeah, and it's just such a nice like vibe. It's so much energy. So I'd love that. You're saying he's got the like a voice comparable to Stevie Wonder, and not you just said he's an amazing pianist and keyboardist like Stevie Wonder is. Are you kind of surprised that he's not? I guess partly by his earlier death, but you're surprised he's not reached the same level Stevie Wonder has in terms of you know notability and iconography and things like that. It's weird, one, isn't it? Because I feel like Stevie Wonder. Well, Stevie Wonder was one of the first artists from what I can gather from watching like music documentaries who was doing like a really commercial version of black, like quote unquote black music at the time. And his singles were really, you know, like the like Motown and the owner of Motown was like famous for being like, okay, we need to like package this for a white audience. So yeah, great black music, but like make it effectively less black in the way that you, which is ridiculous. Um, and so Stevie Wonder was really like commercially viable more. So I can see why he got so massive, but I don't, Donny Hathaway seems like some, like an artist who may be, you know, less so, uh, like smoothed, smoothed out his edges or like made himself more palatable for a white audience. So maybe that's why, um, he seems like he always like, from what I've watched, his music is like the music he wanted to make. So maybe that's why with, you know. Was he on Motown? I don't think he was, no. I don't know, I'll actually look that up, but I don't think he was. And if he was, then, I mean, he wasn't 
packaged in the same way because he like his music was always it always well it feels to me way less you know like Stevie Wonder and like uh, yeah I just called say I love you and all those like tunes they're like radio like let's write radio tune for a while you know like that's what that is yeah yeah, I don't think he was on Motown but I actually want to check that I love doing this because now I learn more about my favorite (laughs) (laughs) I do think like you said I just called to say I love you and things like that and they really took Stevie Wonder had like a whole new burst of life in the 80s mm. I wonder if because Donny Hathaway passed away in the like 79 whether he sort of missed out on that a little bit that resurfacing of you know soul music and things like that 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 was probably inspired by Stevie Wonder but those people were more in tune with keyboards and different experimentation of music and I think black music was probably much more um not acceptable but to a white audience a lot more white people were willing to listen to uh like what was traditionally black music when the 80s came around and into the 90s so maybe if Donny Hathaway was still alive in the 80s his career would have maybe missed his peak yeah yeah it says yeah he wasn't Motown and he was um in a jazz trio for most of his career which makes sense and then yeah in the 70s got he was got it's like the way that who he's written for he was a producer for Curtis Mayfield and he's obviously worked with like huge amounts of amazing people um but yeah, what a voice, man. Like, what a man. Would you, um, is there anyone else you'd have that day that you would think would fit into that sort of energy? Mm, yes, I'd like Leanne Le Havas to support him. Nice. Love Leanne Le Havas. I think she's got the most beautiful voice. You caught me guilty Taking the pieces of you That night you took flight couldn't decide what to do I won't let a safe bet continue to make me go blue I could go so low would that be the right thing to do we all We do. I learn from you. We all make mistakes. We do. I learn from you. Tiptoe too slow out of the door to your. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Went to. I think that's the first time we've had her as well. Yay! And I'm a big fan. I was meant to see her actually for the first time uh, at British Summertime like a couple of years ago and I came out, I was meant to be going after a job and me and my partner were like running through Hyde Park as fast as possible and we got in as she was like, thank you very much. And we were like, no! Oh, fuck. So miss her as well. <laughs> Great. She's got an amazing voice. Like cool. one of those like heartbreaking like voices that can make you cry. Just, I'm trying to think if I've seen live. You know, you've been to loads of festivals it sounds wanky, but like you've been to those festivals, you're like, did I see that person? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? But um, I actually just realized I'm looking at it. I think all four of these so far, Gina, are original choices. Are they, Johnny? I don't think we've I'm had Stormzy. No, I think he's one where I've been like, um, Surprised that we Radi- Radiohead was picked for the first time quite recently. And again, I think Storms is one of those where you would have expected somebody to have picked them sooner. Um, and I think it's got to the point where you just sort of expect that they have been picked, but they haven't. So I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying. If if you get like a a clean sweep, like there's got to be some sort of some sort of prize or something. I reckon. Fanfare. I definitely yeah. won't get a clean sweep. I've got some pretty like obvious <laughs> <laughs> people in there as well. <laughs> you got some some basic shit coming up. Yeah, I've got some real basic <laughs> shit coming at you soon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that is that it for the Saturday then? Maybe, but I sort of want to put Lauren Hill in there. Oh, oh, yes. She she's also not been picked before. Um, <gasps> what? And the, the miseducation of Lauren Hill is one of the most iconic albums. One of the greatest um, albums of all time. Oh my god! Yeah, incredible. And she was in the Fugees, who were oh yeah, of course, massive as well. Wyclef Jean doing his one time, one time, one time. Um, <laughs> thank you. I wanna yeah, I just they... wanna see Do Wop Live, like I need to see Do Wop Live. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and never called you again. Remember when he told you he was about to bend your man? You act like you ain't him, they give him a little trim to begin. Now you think you really gon' pretend like you wasn't down and you called him again. Plus when you give it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did it then, then you probably yeah. talking out your neck, saying you're a Christian. I must slam sleeping with the gin. Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in. Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spin? Showing off your ass 'cause you thinking it's a trend, girlfriend. Let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it 'cause I'm truly genuine. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gin, baby girl. Respect is just the minimum. Such vibe. Uh, she's a blesser as well. She's had some like I don't know problems, hasn't she? Like the last few years. Yeah, but she, yeah, she's a fucking, she's a genius. Like she's, yeah. I don't, I don't like that word like being that, that word does get thrown around too lightly but she really is like she's legit a genius that'd be sick but, like amazing flow like amazing rapper but also a, obviously an amazing singer and songwriter songwriter so. yeah amazing so and like just way ahead of her time as well like in terms of what she created when she created it like and and those her songs and that and her great albums will be like loved for decades like they're so timeless and they're so cool like and yeah. and it sounds like something that you, you can just you can also see her um what's the word her influence in almost in almost every like artist since you know what I mean like in R&B and hip-hop and everything since it's like she's influenced so many people and they're always citing her even the people like Stormzy is always citing her like people I love now or talk like still talk about because she's Kanye West brilliant. He, loves, he's, he always does yeah um so great yeah Great. Okay. Well, that's a good Saturday. Hey. It's an amazing Saturday. <laughs> it's an amazing Saturday. Um, should we move on to the final day, the Sunday? Yeah. So this is a bit of a weird one, but I don't know if you know "Don't Hurt Yourself" by Beyonce. Like the idea, if someone had said to me five years ago, like Jack White and Beyonce will do a tune, I would have been like, hold me down. Cause like, I love them so much. <laughs> and I, because I missed the White Stripes, I never seen, I never saw them live. And like, I wandered in that time and saw like four minutes, but I was 14 and I was lost. So I was like, I'm going to go back to my dad. I think he probably needs me. Um, I'd love to see the White Stripes live. So I want to finish off with Beyonce and the White Stripes. And I want them to come together to do Don't Hurt Yourself. Oh, yes. That's sick. Have you ever had Beyonce on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> We've not had the white stripes though. No, yeah. that's what is wrong that... with people? <laughs> I'm joking. White stripes really came out of that. I imagine Tommy's a massive white stripes fan because they came out of that, you know, New York garage rock stroke yeah. sort of era, Big and they fun. were massive. And then they had the whole conspiracy of whether Meg and Jack were brother and sister or were they divorcees? I love or that. a bit of both. <laughs> Although apparently it wasn't a great marriage, so you know. I was. The more I, was... I read about Jack White, the more I'm like, oh, don't just no. Oh, really? Yeah, I just read stuff about like he. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go into it, but like it, you know, just like all your male, like growing up as a young girl, like most of my heroes were male, and then as I get older I, and I hear about what they've done, I'm like, oh, great, another one bites the dust. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, the Marilyn Manson thing happened in this week, actually. Yeah. Coming out like what there's. There's been stories for years and years on these people, and yeah. you don't want to, and you you don't want to believe it until like people don't want to believe that the people they love and the people that have shaped their lives creatively are monsters or are you know assaulters or whatever. But like you, it it literally takes like eleven women or like fifteen women or like his own daughter or like his own son writing an op-ed for the New York Times for like two years. You know, like yeah. it's really sad, but. And when you hear that stuff, you just have to. It's really that's a conversation about like you know, uh, do you separate the artist from the art? Yeah, yeah, and like 
I kind of lean on the side of like, yeah, because like, it's really so, like, I used to love Michael Jackson. Don't listen to him anymore. Like, I just feel like there's so many amazing artists out there who aren't fucking with people. Do you know what I mean? And like, okay, let me discover some of those then. Because whenever I discover new music that I love, I fucking love that. I can't stop listening to it for two years. And there's, there's brilliant artists out there who are doing great stuff and are also not pricks. So let's give them a bit of time. You know? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like I, I used to have, I used to have a Michael Jackson poster, and again, that's one of them where we probably knew. Um, but I was very much kind of like split between how much I loved Michael Jackson and Prince. Like I changed day to day, and then when all that came out, I was just like, right, I'm going to fully commit to Prince, I love now. Prince now. <laughs> yeah. So rather than fifty fifty, I'm giving a hundred percent to Prince. That's good. That's so, a good life decision, I think. I think it is. Yeah, he he was a he was a good guy. As, yeah. as far as I know, as far as I know, <laughs> ho- hopefully. Yeah. So, someone else that's got a very good reputation, obviously, is Beyonce, who you've picked as your your headliner. Have you have you seen her before in any way, shape, or form? I just smacked my face for all this. Yeah, I know. Did like a classic cartoon sort of like a home alone. I did a home alone. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, I I saw her actually, and that was a defining musical experience in my life, which was that I had a campaign to make upskirting illegal. It was what I'm most well known for now is bringing the Boyerism Act into law in England and Wales. And I um had been campaigning and lobbying for a year and that was like I had a full-time job and I was like in with the government a lot and like working with a lawyer a lot and about a year and I had a bill that was going through parliament and on the second reading it got um objected to by a backbench MP who's about 85 and he knew about it and he was like this isn't important and he just objected to it and I was in the House of Parliament watching him knowing he was going to object um after like a year of trying to get this thing off the ground every single day um and he objected and I left her houses of parliament saw him was like hey why did you object he was like oh, I don't know I didn't read it and I was like oh and then did about 40 interviews media interviews for the rest of the day with my lawyer and it was like the biggest story in Britain at the time there was this massive controversy and like he got escorted out with the police and this he got doorstepped and his office got like trashed by other MPs with knickers it's like amazing so it was like all this shit was going on and I was just in this storm that whole day and it had been from about 5 a.m and then about four I went oh my god what date is it oh my god I'm literally seeing Beyonce tonight Beyonce and Jay-Z on the run like I'm seeing it tonight my sister completely lost all sense of time (laughs) and my phone was almost dead and I was doing like an interview for Sky and I was like oh my god I have to like after this one I just have to say no to all other interviews I have to go I have to go so I got an Uber and I spent 80 pounds on an Uber because I had to charge my phone and get to the gig. And I like ran to the gig, can't remember where it was. Like, what's the East London stadium, the open air stadium in East London that they do gigs at? London stadium, the West Ham. <laughs> yeah, probably uh. are. <laughs> London, the, the stadium in London, the London stadium. <laughs> um, yeah, and I went there and I met my sister right, just right in time for the gig. She was like, what are you up to today? <laughs> I've seen you all over the news. And I was like, oh, nothing. I was like, <laughs> going. <laughs> And I was crying, I was knackered, I was a mess. I was so emotionally like just drained and just off it from, I'd been getting abuse on the internet all day and I was just a mess. And it started and her and Jay-Z came out and it was like 99 problems, formation, crazy in love, like N-words in Paris. It was just like real, just hit after hit. And then she stopped halfway through and she did this big like, um, I'm a feminist speech. And I just like sat, I just cried. Like I was just on the floor crying. I was just like emotionally and physically just a mess. And I was just streaming and streaming. My sister was like hugging me and she'd made these shirts that said, um, I changed the law. And then it was like, my sister changed her law. And then it was like, don't fuck me, don't fuck with her. Because that was the day I was meant to have like passed the bill and it was gonna go on and win. And obviously it got ruined and she'd made these shirts and she was like, I'm so sorry. And we were both crying. So that gig was like, that was a crazy day. And that gig was just like the, just like an emotional outlet for like the last year of hell. Um, And I want to be able to be there again and see that again without being like devastated and like crying all the way through it. Like I want to be able to see, see her live and enjoy that. So I think being able to see her like, like an open air festival, that would be amazing for me to be able to see her again and not just be like snot crying the whole time. (laughs) And this time you can wear the t-shirts. Yeah. 
can wear this fucking t-shirt, mate. That'd be so good. I'd love that. Well, yeah, that I remember. So I was working at, um, so I like traditionally, like, I don't know, like journalists, like um, stuff. And uh, I was working, I remember that. It's so weird because it brought it back to me because I was, I was working at Five Live at the time. So I remember that all happening. Oh, um, yeah. And then it's, yeah, it's just, hi. It's just hi. you on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's really weird. It's a, It was a weird time. And like when I, I always talk to people who remember it, and they're like, oh, I remember what I was doing when that when that happened. And I'm like, no yeah, I, we've never had someone on the podcast who like I covered as a as a journalist, so that's pretty cool. But um, what was he going to say? No, so I told um, uh, you're one you're one of, <laughs> you're one of the few people we got like an old like a former England cricketer on because I love cricket and like that impressed my dad and stuff like that. But mainly like my mom and dad and stuff and like I don't know my family just I'm like oh so and so's coming on or like check out this episode. It's, I think it's a good one. But I told like, um, well, I told Alice, the girl I mentioned before, she's like, fuck you, no way. So I was like, I kept trying to make like, listen to episodes. She's like, oh yeah, I might listen to Ed Campbell. Yeah, he's pretty cool. And she's like, no, that's amazing. Like, oh my God, <laughs> if you got GMR, I'm my brother. And he watched your, um, my younger brother, he watched your TED talk this morning. And he was like, he was like, fuck. He was like, why? He's like, oh my God, and then like, so nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, just like, um, yeah, that makes me so that's happy one. when guys watch my TED talk. I'm like, yes, that's what you want. You want to be talking oh, about my... sexual assault and like gender inequality and guys watching it and being like, yes, I feel like I get it. Like that's the best. My brother's like, to be fair, he's like, he's a little, he's a sweetheart. Right. So yeah, it sounds like a worth, very worthwhile reason for picking Beyonce, obviously, and yeah. to have her back. And then would you would you end on the, the song with the white, well, with Jack White and Beyonce, or would you end on formation or something different I think who I'd rules the world yeah I think I'd probably I think I'd probably end on formation I just might be a black Bill Gates <laughs> in a make it I want it like don't hurt yourself is my favorite but it's a bit of a niche choice for people <laughs> but i'd probably end on formation something big or like crazy in love and just go like confetti cannons big dancing absolute joy you know nostalgia tommy do you want to run through gina's festival gina martin uh your your fest is called uh gina palooza thanks to uh our creative director suddenly all of a sudden after a uh, 32 episodes or whatever Johnny Sharples. Uh, so Gina Palooza, it's uh, in Liverpool. Uh, we didn't know where it was going to be, but Johnny again, Mr. Creative Director, has decided in the Albert Docks. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday festival. Friday headlining is Stormzy, and he will be performing at some point with, I can't remember the song, but with some abandoned dogs. Um, and supporting Stormzy will be uh, the brilliant Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Um, Saturday, we have uh, Donny Halfway, and it's doing the live at the Troubadour set and other thing, others. Uh, uh, Leanne Lahavis. I say it differently to Gina. I say Leanne Lahavis. How did you say it? I think you're probably right. I said Lahavas, but I don't know if that's. Anyway, who, he, no one's wrong here. And then um, a late edition, the absolute genius, which is Lauren Hill. On the Sunday, the formidable uh, lineup, uh, co headliners of Beyonce and the White Stripes. Gina Martin, thank you for coming on your fest. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks thank you so very much for having me. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that has been all right. Yeah. <laughs> that was episode 32 of Your Fest with the wonderful Gina Martin, a fantastic festival. She made full use of the Orfest planning committee for the name and the location, but all the incredible acts were all her own choices and some incredible stories from festivals gone by, as well as hearing all about how she brought about the Voyeurism Act, which is a fantastic story to end the whole festival on, Tommy. Yeah, we didn't know we'd get that. And it's quite like, obviously, it's not really exclusive because it's, well, as I alluded to in the podcast, I was like working on a story at the time, which is, which is crazy, like how things come full circle. But um Johnny, um, you know, I must say, if you, you know, 
I mean, assuming you're, if you're still here, you listen to that whole thing. Johnny's, um, just Johnny's, uh, your whole taking the role of being in, being a, in the planning committee seriously there. Just, you really went out of your way, didn't you? I don't know what, what came into you, but it was impressive. I know, got to make, the, got to make some uh, allowances for the guests sometimes and give them a bit of a, a hand um, yeah. with my, with my yeah, mind. She, she was, as, as I said in the intro, and as you will have heard throughout, she's, she's brilliant and hilarious. And she DM'd me straight afterwards saying like, uh, she said like, often like when we get these guests on, especially if you get on well, which we really did, you'll, you'll follow, they'll follow you back, blah, blah, blah. And she DM'd me saying like, WTF, Barack Obama follows you on Twitter. <laughs> Which I didn't notice myself. And to be fair, he's got like 100 million followers and he, he follows about 25,000. But that's pretty cool. I might give him a DM later. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, you can follow Barack Obama on Twitter, <laughs> at Barack Obama. You can follow Gina on Twitter, at Gina Martin UK. Also follow her on Instagram, at Gina Martin. She puts up some incredible stuff there, all her activism work and some brilliant like things you can learn all about, stuff you've never considered before on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter, at Johnny Gabriel, but don't follow me on Instagram because I'm not half as good as, as Gina is. Don't you do can it. follow Tommy on Twitter and Instagram, at Tom Andrew Stewart. You can also listen to Gina's amazing podcast with her sister Stevie, Mike Delete later. Just search for that wherever you get your podcast from. And she's also got a book out called Be the Change. Go and read that. Learn how to be as almost as good as changing the world as Gina herself is. And then we'll see you again next week for episode 33 of Your Fest. Bye. Bye. Love you. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs>